Previously on Thomas and the Bible, we start the reading with some boring and pointless measurements and then move to unfulfilled prophecies to which we have become accustomed. In lieu of any substantive material, I thought I would pick upon a phrase that's used a few times in the Bible, the circumcision of the heart. In the Bible, the heart refers often to the figurative inner feelings and motivations of a person. So an uncircumcised heart refers to the attitude of a person who is unreceptive, hostile, or not prepared to accept God or his message. With a Thomas Young count of 1 and 17 episodes until the New Testament. Thank you, Harley, for that intro. I like it. I like the uh, bit of uh, trivia in there, a little Bible knowledge we can equip ourselves with. All right, well, it's another good news, bad news situation. So the uh, page number I was supposed to go to today took us not quite to the end. Um, so I decided I'm just going to do a little bonus time. So maybe I'll, I'll bar- borrow a little time from next episode um, because we can finish... Drumroll, finish Ezekiel. I know, I know. I'm pretty excited because Ezekiel is terrible. And while the Bible has about as bad a track record as you can get for anything, um, we can always hope that someday uh, it'll get better, you know? I think that's what that It Gets Better campaign was about, right? It was just, you know, someday the Bible won't be the worst thing in the entire earth if you read it long enough. I think that's... I think that's what it's about. I don't want to. I don't want to step on any toes there. But uh, all right. Well, so we're going to go Ezekiel forty-five through forty-eight. In personal news, I went to the eye, do- eye doctor for the first time in like two and a half years. See, I used to work at the eye doctor, so it would be pretty easy to just go uh, get an appointment. But I moved from that job, and so I went a few years, and it turns out I'm blind. <laughs> Not really. My prescription's still not too bad, but I went from a negative 1.75 in each eye to negative 2.25. So a pretty big increase for me. Um, and it's just so funny because I put on, put in new contacts, uh, contact lenses with the current prescription. And it's, it's just, it's anyone who hasn't experienced that. I don't think this will make any sense, but it's pretty mind blowing because it's not like, oh, you're blind and then you see. It's not that because I didn't know I was blind. It was like I was, you know, my normal glasses were just normal. Like, oh, okay, I'm seeing everything. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. But when you put on the right prescription, it's like, oh, what in the world? Like, it just, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like, oh, I can see. It's like somehow there's more to the earth. Because <laughs> I think my brain probably just adjusted to my previous lack of vision and just thought like, oh, that's what earth is. It's just, that's what life is. It's, a, you know, a little bit blurry, you know, a little whatever. So I, when I put on the prescription, it was like, holy crap. You know, it, it's really interesting. It's it's not quite, if you've never had that experience, it's not quite what you would think. Uh, because I went years, you know, with the, the wrong prescription. So Um, But again, nothing too dramatic. I'm still not blind. So anyway, I just wanted to put that in and say, uh, you know, if you haven't gone to the eye doctor for a while, just go. It's a good idea to just go because you might might be blind. (laughs) You wouldn't know it because your your brain just compensates for whatever, you know. But uh, okay, so enough of that nonsense. Let's get to some (laughs) bigger nonsense. Let's get to the ultimate nonsense. As Harley mentioned, 17 episodes to go till the New Testament. That's 
kind of closing in there. That's that's going pretty quickly. I you know when we started this countdown, I think it was around twenty eight, and uh, yeah, no, that's it, time flies. You know, and I also want to say I uh, think I just love my patrons. You know, I just was thinking like thank you guys so much. Um, you know, I think I had a new patron I'll, I'll announce later, but uh, just thank you guys. I really appreciate it. You're donating to something you value and that's important you're giving money to something you know i i don't care what it is there's uh you know other people uh with far more patreon dollars than i have and that's great too and any just i i just feel so um privileged that you guys give me any sort of pledges i really do so thank you so much i just was thinking about that um and uh i i really appreciate it so and now ezekiel 45 um, so I, I did similar to last episode, I was trying to do some research. Um, but I figured out that first of all, my, my main man, Bob Utley from last episode, his series ended at Ezekiel 44. He just pretended the rest didn't exist now, or the video was lost or something. Cause like I said, it looked like it was from the seventies or eighties, but the YouTube, um, you know, uh, playlist goes through all of Ezekiel, but it ends at 44. So I was pretty disappointed that I didn't get a, you know, my extra dose of Bob Utley. Um, but really not, and it might be because he kind of summarized it when he talked about it in that one, as I, I guess I didn't play that clip, but anyway, that not, not much happens here. Bad news is there's nothing going on here. Um, it's pretty much already been summarized. It's like more promises to the Israelites and, uh, maybe might be some descriptions of, um, rituals that they're supposed to do. It's just, it's just nothing. There's nothing interesting. Uh, so that's the bad news. I don't really have any, uh, I don't have any Bob Utley for you this time, but, uh, maybe, maybe next book we'll see. Moreover, when ye shall divide by lot and land for, uh, sorry, by lot the land for inheritance, ye shall offer an oblation unto the Lord and holy portion of the land. The length shall be the length of five and 20,000 reeds and the breadth shall be 10,000. This shall be holy in all the borders thereof round about. So he's like, interesting. So that's like tithing a land. So it's like, oh, okay. So you want this land? All right. Oh, well, we're going to have to, you're going to have to pay the God tax, you know, because uh, without God, you wouldn't, wouldn't have any of this. So you're going to have to give a portion of this to God, of course. Now let's see what that means. I don't really know what that means. Of this, there shall be for the sanctuary 500 in length with 500 in breadth square roundabout and 50 cubits roundabout for the suburbs thereof. And of this measure, thou shalt measure the length of five and 20,000, the blah, 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 measurements shall be the sanctuary. The holy portion of the land shall be for the priests and ministers of the sanctuary, which shall come near to minister unto the Lord. And it shall be a place for their houses and an holy place for the sanctuary for every thing. Divide up the, by lot the land for inheritance portion. Oh, okay. I, sorry. I, 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 I misread that. I apologize. I think this is referring to when they finally get their holy land. I was going to say, that's a lot of land for every single parcel. Okay, my, my fault. I think this is all describing... Uh, and actually, oh, here is a bit of research I did to kind of throw some fun factoids in there. I listened to a bit of a sermon about these. You know, I put myself through this crap so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> a sermon about Ezekiel and the guy, uh, I had mentioned it, you know, Bob Utley, uh, the theme has been that this prophecy was never fulfilled because for whatever reason, and this other guy who, uh, I, whose name I forget, but it was a sermon I, I listened to. He said a similar thing and he said proof 
that it's never been fulfilled because people have tried to say, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's this guy's temple. That, that's the temple they're describing. Oh, it's this guy, Herod's temple. No, it's not. It's not. And here's this guy's proof. Ready? The temple that he described is so big. The temple in Ezekiel is so big that you would have had to fundamentally change the land in order to build it. And he said, that's proof that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been granted because the land hasn't been fundamentally changed. So there you go. Airtight right there, by the way. What, what if uh, the, the temple has been built in, you know, Antarctica or something? We just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, maybe once we globally warm the globe, climate change the globe right into warmth and we retreat to, the, to Antarctica, we'll find there's this, this pristine temple. Like, oh, shit, it was there the whole time. But it only has like, you know, BC technology. It only has like super old technology. It's just crappy. But anyway, um, so I think I misunderstood. I think this is saying, oh, when you guys get your holy land that I'm going to give you, uh, you need to leave aside this portion of it for the priests and stuff. So, And you shall appoint the possession of the city 5,000 broad and 5 and 20,000 long over against the oblation of the holy portion. It shall be for the whole house of Israel. And a portion shall be for the prince on the one side and on the other side of the oblation of the holy portion. And of the possession of the city before the oblation of the holy portion, before the possession of the city from the west side westward, from the east side eastward, and the length shall be over and against one of the portions, and from the border unto the east border. In the land shall be his possession in Israel, and my princes shall no more oppress my people. And the rest of the land they shall give to the house of Israel according to their tribes. Thus saith the Lord God, or Gog, let it suffice you, O princes of Israel, remove violence and spoil and execute judgment and justice. Take away your exactions from my people, saith the Lord God. You shall have just balances and just ephah. Oh, I want to I want to look that up. I maybe have looked this up before, but I don't remember. Ephah. Ephah. Damn it. <laughs> computer. Okay. Ephah. Uh, no, that's someone's five sons. Uh, that's not it. Hebrew unit of dry measure equal to approximately one bushel. <laughs> Thanks for that very approximate. You could have just said one bushel because a bushel is approximate. So like it's approximately one approximate this. But anyway, or about 33 liters. So that there you go. Kind of funny though. Um, let's see. It's like if you said, oh, approximately a handful. It's like you could just say a handful because a handful is already approximate. If if you give me like a bigger handful, a slightly bigger handful, I'm going to be like, that's not a handful. That's <laughs> only a pro- – anyway. Uh, yeah, so the ephah and the bath shall be of one measure that the bath may contain the tenth part of an omer and the eph- – all right, more measurements. The shekel shall be 20 jera – okay, so now it's describing the currency. This is the oblation that you shall offer, the sixth part of an ephah of an omer of wheat – uh, and you shall give the sixth part of an ephah of an omer of barley. Concerning the ordinance, apologize, my cord getting in the way. Ordinance of oil, the bath of oil, ye shall offer the tenth part of a bath out of the core, which is an omer of ten baths, for ten baths are an omer. And one lamb out of the flock, out of two hundred, out of the fat pastures of Israel for meat offering, and for a burnt offering, and for peace offerings, to make reconciliation for them, saith the Lord God. All the people of the land shall give this oblation for the prince in Israel. 
And it shall be the prince's part to give burnt offerings and meat offerings and drink offerings in the feasts, and in the new moons and in the Sabbaths and all solemnities of the house of Israel. He shall prepare the sin offering and the meat offering and the burnt offering and the peace offerings to make reconciliation for the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, in the first month, in the first day of the month, thou shalt take a young bullock without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering and put it upon the posts of the house and upon the four corners of the settle of the altar and upon the posts of the gate of the inner court. And so shall thou do, man, I'm, you know, might be because, oh, by the way, uh, part of the reason I brought up that, um, glasses thing is since my gla- my new glasses are going to take like 10 friggin' days. So I'm wearing the contacts they gave me, which is not normal for me. So I'm a little, I've kind of, the reading's getting, it turns out I have astigmatism too. I think I knew that, but I probably forgot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how bad, what, what that means. I don't think it's a big deal, but, uh, I do know that from time to time, my eyes don't focus or skip around weirdly or whatever. So who knows, uh, any eye doctors out there, let me know. But, uh, long way of saying I'm kind of messing up words today. Sorry about that. Um, and the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering, put it on the posts of the house and upon the four corners of the settle of the altar and upon the posts of the gate of the inner court. And so thou shalt do the seventh day of the month for every one that erreth and for him that is simple. So shall ye reconcile the house in the first month and the 14th day of the month. Ye shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days. Unleavened bread shall be eaten, and upon that day shall the prince prepare for himself, and for all the people of the land, a bullock for a sin offering. And seven days of the feast he shall prepare a burnt offering to the Lord, seven bullocks and seven rams without blemish, daily the seven days, and of a kid of goats daily for a sin offering. And he shall prepare a meat offering of an ephah for a bullock, and an ephah for a ram, and a hint of oil for an ephah. In the seventh man, uh, month, in the fifteenth day of the month, shall he do the like in the feast of the seven days, according to the sin offering, according to the burnt offering, and according to the meat offering, and according to the oil. So very exciting stuff, as you guys can tell. So here's 46. Thus saith the Lord God, the gate of the inner court that looketh toward the east shall be shut six working days, but on the Sabbath it shall be open. Oh, I never thought about that. If you if you have a six-day work week, work days, business days are quite different. Because, you know, like, like with the glasses, 10 business days, that could mean like a year from now because, you know, you got like, uh, f- you know, five per week and then maybe it's not done by that time. So then I get it on like the following Monday so it could be a long time, but if you got the six day work week, I'm definitely getting it the next week, right? So uh, maybe God was on to something with the six day work. No, 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 we should have like a two day work week. Anyway, the prince shall enter by way of the porch of that gate without and shall stand by the post of the gate and the priest shall prepare his burnt offering and his peace offerings. And he shall worship at the threshold of the gate. Then he shall go forth. You know, <clears throat> God sure did waste, or Ezekiel will say, somebody, sure did waste a lot of time describing specifics, like very detailed specifics of something that's not necessary. (laughs) He could have just said, hey, uh, I promise someday you'll have this temple. And if that happens, I'll then give you further instruction. (laughs) Because they never get the temple. This never happens. So then all this like 
detail of like, oh, the prince will stand here and then pull this lever and, the, you know, like just all this stuff. And it'll get so, about a cup worth of uh, turkey meat here and then he'll burn that and like all this just detailed crap. You know, they could have just said like, don't sweat the details. You know, when you get the temple, it'll also come with a book on uh, on what you're supposed to do. And then, you know, he would have known that they'll never get the temple and then, you know, it'd be fine and save him some writing. Likewise, the people of the land shall worship at the door of this gate before the Lord in the Sabbaths and in the new moons and in the burnt offering that the prince shall offer unto the Lord in the Sabbath day shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the meat offering shall be an ephah for a ram and the meat offering for the lambs as he shall be able to give and an hin of oil to an ephah. And in the day of the new moon, it shall be a young bullock without blemish, and six lambs and a ram, they shall be without blemish. And he shall prepare a meat offering, an ephah for a bullock, and an ephah for a ram, and for the lambs according as his hand shall attain unto, and an hin of oil to an ephah. And when the prince shall enter, he shall go in by the way of the porch of that gate, and he shall go forth by the way thereof. But when the people of the land shall come before the Lord in solemn feasts, he that entereth in by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And he that entereth by the way of the south gate shall go forth by the way of the north gate. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in. But see, (laughs) guys, this is vitally important. It's describing which gates people... (laughs) Which of the non-existent gates that never happened people will need to enter and exit through? And also take your shoes off and then spin in a circle to the left, 70 degrees. Uh, no, sorry, that's not a circle. Spin 70 degrees to the left and then jump and turn around and then go back the 70 degrees. And then, like, what? It doesn't matter. This isn't going to happen. What? Jeez. God really didn't have a lot of foresight, which is odd. Very odd. Very, very odd. Um... Okay, sorry, i got to find where I was. And the prince in the midst of them, when they go in, they shall go in. When they go forth, shall go forth. And then the feast and the solemnities and the meat offering shall be an ephah to a bullock. And an ephah to a ram and to lambs as he is able to give. And an hin of oil to the ephah. Now when the prince shall prepare a voluntary burnt offering or peace offerings voluntarily unto the Lord, one shall then open him the gate that looketh toward the east. And he shall prepare his burnt offering and his peace offerings as he did on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go forth, and after his going forth, one shall shut the gate. Thou shalt shut the, uh, sorry, thou shalt daily prepare a burnt offering unto the Lord of the Lamb. Of the first year without blemish, thou shalt prepare it, <laughs> blemish, prepare it every morning, and thou shalt prepare a meat offering for it every morning, the sixth part of an ephah, and the third part of an hin of oil to temper it with fine flour, making me hungry, a meat offering continually by a perpetual ordinance unto the Lord. Thus shall they prepare the lamb and the meat offering and the oil in every morning for a continual burnt offering. Thus saith the Lord God, if the prince give a gift unto any of his sons, the inheritance thereof shall be his sons. It shall be their possession by inheritance. But if he give a gift of his inheritance to one of his servants, then it shall be his to the year of liberty and it shall return to the prince, but his inheritance shall be his sons for them. Moreover, the prince shall not take of the people's inheritance by oppression to thrust them out of their possession, but he shall give his sons inheritance out of his own possession, that my people be not scattered every man for his possession. After he brought me through the entry, 
which was at the side of the gate into the holy chambers of the priests, which looked toward the north. And behold, there was a place on the two sides westward. Then he said unto me, This is the place where the priest shall boil the trespass offering and the sin offering, where they shall bake the meat offering, <laughs> beat the meat offering, and they bear them not out to the utter court to sanctify the people. Then he brought me forth to the utter court and caused me to pass by the four corners of the court. And behold, in every corner of the court, there was a court. <laughs> That's actual sentence. In the four corners of the court, there were courts joined by 40 cubits long and 50, 30 30 broad. These four corners, I almost said 50 instead of 30. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the, the chaos that would have ensued if I had, you know, if I had not corrected myself, if I had said, oh, 50 cubits. Oh, oh no. It's not 50 cubits. It's 30 cubits. You, you all would have felt just so full. You would have, yeah. And there was a row of building round about in them, round about four, and it was made with boiling places under the rose roundabout. Then he said unto me, you know, Ezekiel also, for being shown all this in a dream, sure remembered the crap out of it. He really did. He very precisely remembered all these numbers. It's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Then he said unto me, these are the places of them that boil, where the ministers of the house shall boil the sacrifice of the people. And that's the end of that chapter. So we got 47, which is short, and then 48, I think, is a little longer. So here we go, 47. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from, un uh, from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then he brought me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out of waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again he measured a thousand and brought me to the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters of the loins. Afterward he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river there were many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, These waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert and to the sea, which... Being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth, whithersoever the oh I added that one, whithersoever the rivers come shall live, there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come hither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it from Engedi even unto Englaim. They shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. But the murray places thereof and the marishes, marishes, is that like a marsh? Time to Google, guys. Let's learn something. Marish. I always typo. I got too many different keyboards in my life. That's the thing. I got a work keyboard. I got another computer keyboard and I got this keyboard. Marish. A marsh. <laughs> Guess what, guys? It's uh, it's a marsh. Okay, so that's just some sort of Middle English kind of uh, word that evolved into marsh, which I don't blame him because if it was marish, 
I'd just say marsh, 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 marsh. And then it turns into marsh. Pretty soon it'll just be marsh, 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 marsh. That's what it'll be. Guys, look at that over there. It's really, yeah, it's really uh, it's, it's swampy and psh-y. Uh, and by the river of the bank thereof, on the side of that side, shall grow all trees for meat whose leaf shall not fade. Neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months. Because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Thus saith the Lord God, This shall be the border whereby ye inherit the land, according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions. And ye shall inherit it, one as well as the other, concerning the which I lifted up mine hand, to give un- give it unto your fathers. This land shall fall unto you for inheritance, and there shall be the border of the land toward the north side. From the great sea, the way of Hethlon, as men go to Zadad. Uh, Hamath, Berah, some more names, which is between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath. Uh, Hazar-Hedekon, which is by the coast of Haran. And the border from the sea shall be Hazard and the border of Damascus and the north northward and the border of Hamath. And this is the north side. And the east side ye shall measure from Haran, from Damascus and from Gilead, and from the land of Israel by Jordan, from the border unto the east sea. And this is the east side. And the south side southward, from Tamar even to the waters of Strife in Kadesh, the river to the great sea. And this is the south side southward. The west side also, west side, shall, there's going to be some gangs here, shall also be the great sea, from, their gang sign shall be this, uh, from the border, until a man come over against Hamath. This is the west side. <laughs> That's the side. This is the west side. Biatch. So shall, <laughs> it'd be funny, if it got a little, uh, got a little ghetto there in its, in its reading. So shall ye divide this land unto you according to the tribes of Israel, and it shall come to pass that ye shall divide it by lot for an inheritance unto you, and so and to the strangers that sojourn among you, which shall beget children among you, and they shall be unto you, as born in the country among the children of Israel, they shall have inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And it shall come to pass that in what tribe the stranger sojourneth, there shall ye give him his inheritance, saith the Lord God. Ooh, we're on the last... Guys, last chapter of Ezekiel. A little long. Not like super long, but like eh, a little long. Uh, or pretty normal. I'd say standard. Um, but we, after that, guys, we're done. Oh, we're done with Ezekiel. Here we go. You ready? <clears throat> Here we go. Do, do, do some jumping jacks. Get pumped, everyone. Get pumped. Get pumped now. Now, these are the names of the tribe. Oh. <laughs> oh, the Bible punked us. With the last chapter, it has to go. It has to name some tribes and where they're in which parcel of land they're gonna get. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Oh man, it can't. Ezekiel cannot just go silently into the night. It has to torment us one last time with some names of stuff and and that kind of thing. These are the names of the tribes from the north end to the coast of the way of Hethlon. Again, one could argue this information is not necessary since this, uh, you know. Prophecy never happened. Uh, Hazard is the border of Damascus northward to the course, coast of Hamath. For these are his sides, east and west, portion for Dan. <laughs> Dan. I know Dan is like a tribe, but it's funny if it's just one guy that's like, eh, let's give Dan like his entire, his own por- uh, parcel. Let's give him his whole portion. 
By the border of Dan from the east to the west side, portion for Asher. By the border of Asher, the east side, west side, portion of Naphtali. By the border of Naphtali from the east side to the west side, portion of Manasseh. From the border of Manasseh to the east side to the west side, portion of Ephraim. Portion of Ephraim from the east side to the west side, portion for Reuben. And by the border of Reuben from the east side to the west side, portion for Judah. And the border of Judah from the east side to the west side shall be the offering which he shall offer of five and twenty thousand reeds. Uh, this is the uh, part that goes to the holy people sanctuary. The oblation that ye shall offer unto the Lord shall be five and twenty thousand in length and of ten thousand in breadth. And for them, even for the priests, shall be this holy oblation. Toward the north, five and twenty thousand in length, and toward the west, ten thousand in breadth, toward the east, ten thousand in breadth, and toward the south, five thousand and twenty thousand in length, and the sanctuary of the Lord shall be in the midst thereof. It shall be for the priests that are sanctified of the sons of Zadok, which have kept my charge, which went not astray when the children of Israel went astray, as the Levites went astray. Uh, and the oblation of the land that is offered shall be unto them a thing most holy by the border of the Levites. And over against the border of the priests of the Levites shall have five and twenty thousand length, and ten thousand in breadth. All the length shall be five and twenty thousand, and breadth ten thousand. And they shall not sell of it, neither exchange nor alienate the first fruits of the land, for it is holy unto the Lord. And the five thousand that are left in the breadth over against the five and twenty thousand shall be a profane place. Ooh, profane place for the city, for dwelling, for suburb. I want to live there. That seems like it'd be more interesting. Have a lot of cool bars and all that. I don't want to live in this holy, like, Heil... Uh, well, I was going to say Heil Hitler, but that's pretty inappropriate because... These are Jews. But I mean, just the, the idea of like a clean living, like kind of, you know, holy place. Like it's going to be very clean and tidy. Very, uh, I, I went the Heil Hitler wrote be, uh, route because of, um, of course, the comedian uh, Bill, uh, to Bill Brasky. You know, what the hell is his name? Bill uh, uh, Hicks. I don't know why I was blanking on it. So that that was the explanation for that. Uh, but I, I realized immediately that uh, since these are Jews we're talking about, not a very good thing to say. Uh, so, but still, isn't there something a little disturbing about like, oh, here's the nice clean cut holy area. And then here's the profane place. I don't know what the profane place is, but it sounds more fun to me. So, uh, I'm going to live there. And, uh, there's some measurements and the suburbs of the city shall be toward the North 250 and toward the South 250 and blah, blah, blah. And the residue in length over it against the oblation of the holy portion shall be 10,000 eastward and 10,000 westward, and it shall be over and against the oblation of the holy portion. And the increase thereof shall be for food unto them that serve the city. And they that serve the city shall serve <laughs> seashells, she, she sells seashells by the seashore of the tribes of Israel. Uh, all the oblation shall be five and twenty thousand by five and twenty thousand. Ye shall offer the holy oblation foursquare with the possession of the city. And the residue shall be for the prince on the one side and on the other of the holy oblation and of the possession by the, of the city over and against the five and twenty thousand of the oblation toward the east border and westward over and against the five and twenty thousand toward the west border over and against the portions for the prince and it shall be my the holy oblation and the sanctuary of the house shall be in the midst thereof. Moreover, from the possession of the Levites and from the possession of the city... Being in the midst of that which is the prince's, being between the border of Judah and the border of Benjamin, shall be for the prince. 
And for the rest of the tribes, from the east side and the west side, Benjamin shall have a portion. And by the border of Benjamin from the east side to the west side, Simeon shall have a portion. And by the border of Simeon from the east side to the west side, Issachar a portion. And by the border of Issachar from the east side to the west side, Zebulun a portion. And by the border of Zebulun from the east side to the west side, Gad a portion. And by the border of Gad at the south side, southward, the border shall be even from Tamar unto the waters of Strife and Kadesh, and to the river toward the great sea. This is the land which ye shall divide by lot unto the tribes of Israel for inheritance, and these are their portions, saith the Lord God. And these are the goings out on the city on the north side, 4,500 measures. And the gates of the city shall be after the names of the tribes of Israel, three gates northward and one gate of Reuben, one gate of Judah and one gate of Levi. Uh, and at the east side, 4,503 gates, and one gate of Joseph, one gate of Benjamin, one gate of Dan, and at the south side, are there people back then who are really clamoring at these details? Like, hmm, what's, what's it gonna, where's my gate gonna be? Uh, yeah, ooh, really excited to find out which of the three gates is mine. And at the south side, 4,500 measures and three gates, and one gate of Simeon, of Issachar, and of Zubalun. Zebulun, at the west side, 4,500 with their three gates, uh, one gate of Gad, one gate of Asher, one gate of Naphtali. It was around about 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be. The Lord is there. And that's the end. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it. That was, that was the big blast they chose to go out on. Ooh, thrilling conclusion, Ezekiel. I'm, oh, can you, the hair on the back of my neck is, is standing up. I just chills over just the thrilling conclusion of this piece of cat shit. So, all right. Well, uh, with that said, we are going on to next week, the book of Daniel, a new book, guys. I have no idea the uh, quality of it, but uh, it's new. It's different. There's a chance it could be something okay. A little new, like might be all right. Might be slightly less boring. Um, but that's very exciting. But in the meantime, I want to thank my uh, patrons. Uh, let's take a look at the new patrons for this week. I know there was uh, at least one. Let's see. Looks like probably just the one. I think I thanked. <laughs> I think I thanked Sarah McPike last week. But if not, thank you, Sarah McPike. I really appreciate it. Uh, but also, new patron Rob Wildman. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for coming on board, supporting the show. Like I said earlier, you guys make it happen. Um, you just really, you guys are the best. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm so flattered by anyone who supports my work and, and thank you and, and supporting any, anything you truly love, you know, any, anything you get enjoyment out, out of any other podcast, I, I support it all, you know, and, and, you know, anyone support hard work, I guess. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I appreciate it. And all, as always, um, there are some cool goals that uh, we we're not terribly close to, but uh, you never know. Uh, there's some if a lot of people pledged, if uh, you know, we could get to an extra episode per month, bonus episode at no charge. So that's something to think about. You can always up your level and uh, support the show. So thank you guys very much, uh, and I will see you next week. Oh no. That was, I lied. You know what? I forgot to thank my top.
people. <laughs> so I, I still fixated on thanking my new people that I forgot to thank my top people, which I need to do. Um, so let me thank Katie Quiznos, Marcel, Sarah McPike, who again is new, Camel Pope, thank you very much, Charles Bangweiner, John Bodley, Tom Chambers, Brian Gearfort, Lee Primesberger, John P., David Vandervlies, and Travis Peterson. Honorable mention to Erberto. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. So with that, I will actually bid you adieu and uh, see you next Wednesday. <laughs>